0: Thankful to be in the house of prayer this morning. Feel the anointing of God. We're so blessed. It's telling them next door at the end of prayer. Thank you for coming to pray. There's people all over the world that tune in and listen and watch the services here simply because they're hungry for something real. Amen. Praise God. Don't ever take it for granted. Amen. The true anointing of God. Amen. Thank the Lord. People drive many, many miles to get to this place. Amen. To feel what we feel. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful today that there's a church in this city. Amen. But it's not the building. Amen. But it's a wonderful group of people that's got their mind made up. Amen. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to make it to heaven. Hallelujah. I'm going to make it. Somebody say, I'm going to make it. That sounded good. Say it again. I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Amen. If you got your Bible, Matthew, the 23rd chapter. We'll read Matthew 23 23, then I'm gonna read Luke 11, 42. It's so good to have everybody here. Continue prayers today. Recovery for Sister Fernal, Sister Pate. It's good to have Sister Ashley Young able to be here. God bless her. Good seat. Amen. A friend Robert here. God bless him. Thank you for being here, Robert. Amen. Everyone else, prayers. Amen. For those that are sick today and traveling, working, even those that are sleeping today. Amen. Prayers for them. Amen. It's good to have Jerome. Amen. Home in God's house. Amen. God bless him. Amen. The Lord's been dealing with me and I want to preach. Maybe, who knows, I may just we may just go through a little Bible study here together today. Amen. I, I love to learn God's word. Amen. If there's something I don't know, I want to know it. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Matthew 23, 23. Jesus speaking, he says, woe. That means distress unto you. Scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. Amen. Luke 11, 42. But woe unto you Pharisees, for ye tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs. And pass over judgment and the love of God. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. Amen. I want to preach uh, this. I think I was traveling last week and God gave me this message and I began to write some stuff down. But I want to preach from this title, The Complete Christian, amen, the complete Christian, amen, you know a lot of people are really comfortable in certain areas that they, they're they good at and then they want you to skip over the parts that they're not real good at, amen, well hallelujah. Sorry you got quiet and we ain't even sat down yet. The music's still playing. We... Amen. My heart says I want to be complete. I don't want nothing left undone. Amen. If that's how you feel, set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Your voices to the Lord. Let's ask God to touch us in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, God's going to help somebody in this house. God's going to speak to somebody in this house. Oh, come on, lift your voice, church. Come on, if you're hungry, lift your voice. If you want to be changed, lift your voice to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you clap your hands to Jesus now? Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. Praise God. It's good to see Courtney. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. Another version of 11.42 of Luke says, But woe to you Pharisees! You give a tenth of your mint, your rue, and every herb, yet you neglect justice and love for God. But you should have done these things without neglecting the others. Amen. I I, I want to preach about being complete in him. Amen. Many times in this Bible, he, he uses the word perfect. And you may say, well, I'm not perfect. But let me tell you, you're serving a perfect God. I said, you're serving a perfect God. Amen. And if you really begin to study uh. Probably the word perfect would probably mean more in our language. Complete. Amen. Everybody say complete. Amen. Nothing missing. Praise God. Complete. Nothing missing. Amen. When God comes back, I don't want anything missing in my life that needed to be there. Well, hallelujah, praise God. Boy, I feel like preaching in this church. I I, I feel like I'm preaching to the greatest church in the world right now. I've never seen so many hungry people in my life. And I've never been so happy to preach the full counsel of God than I am right now in this place. Amen, praise God. It's good to have Lee here. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Amen, praise God. Abraham paid a tenth to Melchizedek, which was the high priest. Jacob said, I'll give a tenth of all, God. You just help me. You get to the law of Moses. Tithing and giving is all throughout the law. It was a commandment. You get to Proverbs. Solomon says, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Say, why would I do that? This is why you want to do that. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Amen. Praise God. If you ever connect the dots that you're giving is directly connected to your blessing well hallelujah praise God Malachi said bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse he goes on to say if you don't pay your tithes and offering you're robbing God amen why Why would you think you'd be blessed from somebody you've been robbing your whole life? Well, hallelujah. Praise God. I'm just preaching a little while. Jesus continued to teach about giving in the New Testament. He said, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together so we can get a little more in it. Yeah. Running over shall men give unto your bosom. He said, For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. What he's saying is, whatever, whatever size spoon you give God, whatever size spoon you use when you're feeding God, will be the same spoon he feeds you back with. Uh, Amen. If you want to be blessed, learn how to be. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey Amen. I figured it out a long time ago. Hey Amen. Being stingy didn't help God fix my problems. Amen. When I said, God, I'll give you whatever you want, that's when my blessing started happening. Amen. Jesus also said he commanded them, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. He was talking about pay your taxes if you owe your taxes. But unto God, give him what's his. Well, hallelujah. Second Corinthians, Paul's talking about giving. He tells them, the way you give is how you're going to be blessed. He said, if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. And if you sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. It makes sense. Amen. The more you give, the more you get back. Amen. And so giving is throughout this Bible from the front to the back. But when you get to Luke 11:42, 42, he said, woe unto you Pharisees. For ye tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs. But here's the problem. You pass over judgment and the love of God. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. Amen. He was not talking about tithing or giving in a negative light. What he was saying is you're incomplete. Well, I'm going to preach to the church for a little while. Amen. He looked at them people who who took one part of the law and, brother, they did it down to the T. Amen. They would pay tithes on their paycheck. They would pay on their livestock. They would even go out to their herb garden. If there was one little head of cumin or dill, they would take a tenth of it and bring it to the house of God. And Jesus was say, you know what? You pay so much attention to this one thing, and that's good. You ought to do this. But let me tell you, there's a whole lot of Bible that you don't need to leave undone. Amen. He was saying... Uh, Let me just preach a little while to the Pharisees and the hypocrites. Just because you're good at one thing don't mean you can ignore everything else in this Bible. You better get a hold of the whole counsel of God. Come on, somebody help me right now. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Jesus describes it like this. You ought to have. You should have. This is what God dealt with me about in a hotel room while I was praying one day. I don't know where I was at, but man, I told my wife. It's the only thing I hate about traveling. One of the things I hate, I can't pray like I like to pray in a hotel room. They'll call 911 on me. Praise God. I'm like Jeremiah. It's like fire shut up in my bones. I got to praise and I got to let it out. I can't sit quiet. God's been too good to me. He's blessed me. He touched me. He helped me. He brought me out. Hallelujah. I was praying, trying to pray in a hotel room and God began to give me these words. Amen. And it was uh, one of these days we're all going to meet Jesus. I said, we're all going to meet Jesus. Even the person in the world that ignored him and act like he didn't exist. They're going to get their day in court. uh, And every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I began to write down some notes as the Holy Ghost began to speak to me. uh, And it was simply this... uh, When you meet Jesus, you don't want to hear this. Well, you should have. Well, you ought to have. What you want to hear is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in. Boy, I feel like preaching to the church right now you know what we got to do we got to get rid of the should haves right now we need to get rid of the you ought to have right now before God calls us let's get it right come on anybody want to get it all right right now come on stand together and put your hands like this God I want it right God, I want you to speak to me. I want you to show me. If there's something in my life that ain't right, open my understanding. Open my eyes. I want to make heaven my home. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, you can be seated. Now I want to preach. Everybody say the complete. The complete Christian. The complete Christian's gonna hear Jesus say, Well done. Hey Amen. I'm waiting for the day. I'd be excited if it happened right now. I've been praying, God, if you'll give me a little more time, I got a lot more souls to win. I got thousands of people in my city that need to hear this truth you give me a little more time, God, I'm going to preach it to everyone. I'm going to get an opportunity to preach it to. Hey, hey, I'm stirred up right now. I, I, I've got a goal and I may scare you to death. I've got a goal. I want 100 people in this building teaching Bible studies to somebody. Right now i got three or four, uh, Hey, man, I got 95 or 96 to go. Uh, Why do you want 100? Well, I want 1,000 people teaching. Why? Because time is short, uh, and the gospel is real, uh, and heaven's real, and heaven's real. I can't even say it right. I don't want to be lost. I don't want anybody else to be lost. Amen. It's not a time to be ecumenical. Amen, where we act like, well, this is just how we do it, and that's how they do it, and that's how they do it. And amen, and we're all one big happy family of Christians, and no, we, we got to open up this book. I said we got to open up this book, and the watchtower can't tell us how to be saved. Billy Graham didn't write this Bible. Uh, Jimmy Swagger didn't write this Bible. Uh, Hey, hey, it's time we get back into the word of God. We open it up with a hunger and say, God, what do you expect out of us? What do you want us to do? Amen. One of the most sobering scriptures in the Bible to me or text is Matthew 7 and 21. And this is Jesus speaking. And he said, not everyone, everybody say, not everyone. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Woo, hallelujah. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many, everybody say many. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? God, didn't I speak a word in your name? And in thy name have we cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? Let me tell you something. If you're looking for a sign and you believe that's what's right, it got tight and quiet right there. Let me tell you, the magicians in Egypt could throw their rod down and it turned into a snake. Woo, getting quiet. I don't care if somebody has the gift of healing. I don't care if they have the gift of prophecy. I don't care if they speak in tongues from the time they wake up till the time they go to bed. Uh, If they're going against this word right here and they are not living the life this word tells you to live, you better learn how to walk away, my friend. Jesus, this ain't my Bible, this ain't my word, this ain't my message. Jesus said there's gonna be many in that day that were casting out devils. Well, they must be right if they're doing that. That don't mean you're right. There'll be many that were healing people. Well, they must be right, they're healing. That ain't what that book said. That's not the sign that they're right. The sign that they're right is they're going to be living this life. Because he said, I'm going to say, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Let me tell you, if they can't let go of sin, they ain't going to make heaven their home. Hey. Come on, church. I'd rather be the most unnamed individual, the least known individual, and have all the sin out of my life uh, than to be the biggest name on this planet uh, and walk through hell and be lost. Man, you know what they were? They were casting out devils, but they weren't living right. You know what that's called? Incomplete I want every piece of the puzzle. I don't want to be lacking one thing when God comes back after me. Well, I feel like shouting, but it may not be a shouting message. I got a made-up mind. I think we ought to use wisdom to win souls but I don't think we ought to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ either. It is the power of God. It changed me. I said it changed me. If it broke my chains, we ought to believe it's going to break their chains. If it broke your addictions, you ought to believe it. When you teach people out there, it's going to break their addictions. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody say balance. Everybody say thorough. Everybody say complete. Amen. I don't, I don't want you to become at ease in Zion because you get victory over one part in your life. Woo, hallelujah. Well, I... I finally did it. I finally, I, I finally took the old cigarettes and threw them away. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Let's work on the next part now. Let's not sit in self, self-righteous spirit that we got it all figured out. Hey, man, you woke up today, and you need God to change stuff in your life. I woke up today. I need God to change stuff in my life. Uh, Amen. Praise God. I want us focused on being complete. Thank the Lord. We've seen a lot of miracles in this 52 days of prayer every night. People coming to this house and getting delivered and chains broken. People getting the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name. Healings, doctors' reports turned around. My Lord, just stuff that looked impossible. God just did it. Amen. Thank God for it. But thank God for it. Thank God for it. Let me just tell you a little secret. When Jesus walked through cities doing miracles, sometimes the Bible will say He healed them all. You know why He healed them all? Because He wanted them to sit down for a minute and listen to what He had to preach. He created a crowd by doing miracles. Yeah. One time there was a lady came. She was full of the devil. Amen. man, we prayed with her. And, and, and God had mercy on her. And she got rid of all the unclean spirits. And kept praying with her. And God filled her with the Holy Ghost. And then I never seen her again. Praise God. Hallelujah. My, mama. Tell you when God does something for you, when God does something in your life, it's an extra, uh, it's a push, you could say, for you to get deeper into the Word of God. Sometimes God will heal somebody that don't even deserve a healing because He wants to get their attention and get them to sit down. Feeding 5,000, then what does he do? He says, sit down. I'm fixing to teach you something. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are you when you suffer. Praise God. Well, God make me complete. Everybody say, make me complete, God. He said, you should have done this, but you shouldn't have left the other undone. Amen. Praise God. There's no way we can be complete without experiencing what the first church experienced. Without preaching the same message that they preached. We cannot be complete. The Bible said, ye are complete in him. That means if you do not get in him, you'll never be complete. Paul said, I find the law in me. When I want to do right, I just end up doing wrong. When I want to apologize, I just slap them again. That's what he was saying. When I want to do right, I just mess up again. I want to do right, but there's a law in my members and it's warring against me. Thank God the story didn't end right there because the eighth chapter begins of Romans. He says, There is now therefore no condemnation to who? To the honky tonker. No, not the honky tonker, but to the one who is in Christ. And then he goes on to say, the law of the capital S Spirit hath made me free from the law of sin and death. You know what he was saying is? I can't do right by myself. Uh, Hey, I got a feeling we judge people sometimes. Uh, Well, they just... They're just not doing right. Uh, Boy, bless God, they're just a bunch of losers and this and that. Uh, Let me tell you, before you got the Holy Ghost, uh, you couldn't do right either. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Praise God. We're going to be complete. You got to have a born again experience. The man with the keys of the kingdom said, Repent. Everybody say, Repent. repent. Well, that's just what he said. I believe what it says in red. Well, let me tell you what it said in red. Except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Is that good enough for you? Hey man, if you come out of that world, walk in those doors, uh, there's got to be some repentance in your life. Uh, There's got to be some changing in your life. Uh, It ain't church rules, uh, it's Bible rules. Uh, Come on. Man with the keys of the kingdom said you got to be baptized in Jesus' name. Why do you got to be baptized in Jesus' name? Well... First and foremost, it's for the remission of your sins. You don't want to pay for your own sins, friend. Amen. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, you need to get baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Then the man with the keys of the kingdom said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say the Holy Ghost. Holy Holy Spirit. Those terms are synonymous and mean the exact same thing. Paul said if any man be not in Christ, he is none of his. Praise God. If the spirit of God does not dwell in you, you got some things you need to get taken care of. You're incomplete. Everybody say incomplete. Incomplete. Well, that's what Paul said. I like what it says in red. I do too. I like what it says in red and in black. Mine says it in yellow. Because I got it all highlighted. Amen. Jesus said, except a man is born of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Marvel not that I say unto you, ye must. Everybody say ye must. Ye must be born again. Uh, Amen. Let me just preach in in all humility today. You have got to have a born again experience. Uh, Don't slip through the cracks, my friend. Uh, Don't fake it. Uh, Go ahead and get real honest. If it hadn't happened yet, I want it to happen today. I'm not ashamed. I need it. I'm incomplete, God. I can say that. Because I grew up in a wild church and I slipped through the cracks. And every time my pastor asked me, he said, You got the victory, and I say, Yes, sir. You know why? Because I'd probably just won a basketball game or or a football game or or beat somebody up. I was always victorious. He said, You got the victory? I said, Yes, sir. (laughs) Praise God. But I didn't have the victory. And somehow I slipped through the cracks. And I made a lot of dumb mistakes in my life. Amen. But thank God he don't ever give up on people. I said he don't give up on people that make dumb mistakes. Amen. He just kept on pulling on me. And one day I got the Holy Ghost and got back in Jesus name and I realized I was incomplete but oh the great God of heaven completed it how do you know when you get the Holy Ghost Isaiah prophesied of the time that it would come he prophesied the refreshing would come with stammering lips and another tongue praise God well, that's just that's the problem I have. Well, yeah, it's a problem then, because you'll always be incomplete. I always wonder why God chose speaking in tongues as a sign that the Spirit had come, and it just clicked one day in my mind, Because the Bible talks about the tongue as the smallest member, but it's the most unruly. No man can tame the tongue. Brother, when the Holy Ghost starts making your tongue go up and down. That means the rest of the body has said, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hey, don't be scared of it. It'll be the greatest day in your life when you surrender all to God. Hey, Amen. I I gotta preach well I just don't know well here, here, here's what he said in red Jesus said everyone that is born of the spirit will have a sound this word sound translated from the Greek word phone where we get the word phonics from it's a building block of a language he said the wind blows where it listeth, or where it wants to and you hear the phone you hear the language of the wind And he said, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Well, I'm Spirit-filled because I read a sinner's prayer one day. I'm glad you read it. Amen. Now come to the altar and go ahead and repent. Amen. Come to an altar and throw your hands up and say, God, go ahead and complete the work now. Oh, I feel like preaching right now. Hallelujah. Everyone. Praise God. Everyone. Boy, ain't that beautiful? Everyone that is born in the Spirit will have a phone a. When the Jews got the Holy Ghost in Acts, the second chapter, the Bible said they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave the utterance when all the Jews on the day of Pentecost got the Holy Ghost they began to speak with other tongues not the way Billy Graham taught them to do it Amen. people dumb stuff down and they cheapen it up and they dilute it to where they don't even get the real deal Amen. But when they got the Holy Ghost, brother, it sat up on (laughs) them. That's the kind of Holy Ghost I like. Amen. The one that just sits up on you. Amen. You know what the sign was? There was cloven tongues like as a fire. You know what a cloven tongue, you know what a cloven hoof is? It's one that split. A pig has a cloven hoof. A deer has a cloven hoof. It splits. When they got the Holy Ghost, there was cloven tongues. Split. What are you talking about? Well, when they walked in, they were speaking Hebrew. (laughs) But when the Holy Ghost got on them, they started speaking Holy Ghost. Then they started speaking other languages. It fell on them. It was power. Here these Jews are. After receiving this wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost, and through these dreams and all this, they end up at Cornelius' house. And Peter, who had the keys of the kingdom, begins to preach at Cornelius' house, at the Gentiles' house. Lord, I got so much to preach. Take me a year to preach all this. Here they are, and Peter begins to preach. And while he was still preaching, the Holy Ghost fell on the Gentiles. And the Bible says, and the Jews that were with them said, guess what? These scoundrels, (laughs) these Gentiles got the Holy Ghost just like we did uh, for we hear them speak with other tongues and glorify God the way the Jews do. The Gentiles got the Holy Ghost. Me and you, they heard them speaking in tongues just like they did. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord, I got so much. Help me, God. Help me, God. We may make a deal forward through. Philip goes to Samaria and he begins to preach. I'm telling you, great things happen when people start preaching. Stand up, Philip. Amen. Amen. Praise God. This is Philip. Okay, you can sit down. So, anyway, there was a guy named Philip and he was preaching in Samaria. Guess what? People started believing, people got happy. This is what the Bible said. They had joy. Devils got cast out. People were getting healed. The only problem was, he didn't get the Holy Ghost yet. Really? So God healed them, made them happy, and gave them joy. Well, oh, I got this joy. I know I got the Holy Ghost. Well, I'm glad you got joy, my friend. Praise God. So he calls Peter and John. Peter and John come and lay hands on the Samaritans. And the Bible said the Holy Ghost came upon them. Praise God. Something miraculous must have happened. It must have been like a day of Pentecost type experience. Because there was a man named Simon the sorcerer who began to look at him. He had been there the whole time. Everybody say he had been there. Simon had been there he saw him believe he saw him get baptized because matter of fact he got baptized he saw him get healed he saw devils get cast out but then he was standing there and he saw him get the Holy Ghost but he started pulling his wallet out Praise God! I, I want to figure this out I'll buy this He never offered money before. But when he saw him get the Holy Ghost, he said, hey, how much does this cost? I want to be able to do that. Simon Peter said, you big clown. You can't buy this with money. And then he said, because you thought you could buy it with money, You'll have no part or lot in this matter. You know what they translated the word matter from? Logos. You know what logos is? It's a word. It's something spoken. (laughs) You'd already seen them get healed, delivered. But when he saw this word start coming out of them, He started pulling the money out, friend. I want to figure out how to speak in tongues, and I want to figure out how to make everybody else speak in tongues. I'll buy it. Well, Hallelujah. It was so moving. It was so powerful. Praise God. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost. It's unlike anything else. I'll say it like this. The day I repented of my sins, I thought I got the Holy Ghost. (laughs) You know, it just felt good for a heathen to say, I'm sorry, God. For for a heathen to say, God, you got me. I'm going to quit doing every bad thing I ever did. And uh, I'm going to turn toward you. And I think you're the bomb.com. I, I, I didn't know the word of God. I was just saying out of my own language how, what I thought he was and who I thought I was. And I cried for two hours. And you know I felt so good. I thought, man, this must be what them people was talking about. It was a good feeling to just repent. They, the Samaritans were having a good feeling just by believing just by repenting, gave them joy. The whole city was full of joy just repenting. You ought to try it sometime. It's like, <laughs> Amen. Lord, help me. I got so much to preach. But it didn't compare to that wonderful experience when that apostle laid his hands on them and they began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Ghost began to flow. It was logos coming out of their mouth. It was the words of God. Amen. It was so powerful. You know the devil always wants to duplicate everything that God does. Amen. Moses throws his rod down. The magicians throw their rod down. God fills people with the Holy Ghost. speak speaking tongues. Uh, they start classes on how to say all the uh, motorcycles of uh, Japan real fast, and they teach you how to say the syllables. Honda Kawasaki Suzuki real fast. And they say just say it real fast a bunch of times. And amen. I don't want to say Honda Kawasaki Suzuki. Amen. I, I don't even like Suzuki. I don't even like Kawasaki. I'm a Honda man. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I want the Spirit of God to come upon me. I want something real. I wanted that power and God gave it to me <clears throat> hallelujah hey, amen when the disciples of John disciples of John got the Holy Ghost they began to speak with other tongues hey, amen it's power But let me tell you something I always push you need to get the Holy Ghost you, you, you got to you, you you, you can't make heaven without it. Come on, just everybody get the Holy Ghost. But let, me, let me tell you something. Being born again doesn't mean you've arrived and, and you're perfect. Hey Amen, I got five minutes to preach my whole message now. Hey Amen. Uh, being born again doesn't make you a, a perfect, sanctified person. Uh, hey Amen. God, he, he gives people the Holy Ghost and He wants you to start working on stuff. Uh, Amen, that's why we got all the epistles. Amen, Paul's writing all the churches. Who, who is it? Amen, it's people that's already got the Holy Ghost and he, he's admonishing them of how to correct things and how to do things and how to live and how to dress and how your hair ought to be. And he's, and he's teaching them all these things. And then he says, and follow peace with all men. Woo, Praise God. Might get tight for a minute. And follow peace. Everybody say peace. Everybody say follow. You know what that means? You're pursuing peace. Well, if they want to fight, I'm here. I ain't going to chase them down, but I'm here. I'll knock them out if they come. Yeah, you'll get knocked right out of the Lamb's Book of Life. He said follow peace. Peace. You know what? I'm going to tell you a little story. There's a lot of things you just need to learn how to let go. There was some tourists one day going up to Yellowstone and, and they, they had had some scraps from the hotel and they put them out and they were waiting for the great grizzly bear to come out. And they were sitting there and they had it up by the woods and they had the cameras and the greatest, meanest animal on our North American continent came out. Starts eating them scraps and they're, ooh. And here comes a wolf and he runs him off. And here comes a cow and he runs him off and a bobcat and he runs him off here comes a skunk (laughs) you're laughing right now go ahead and get it out here comes a skunk walks right up next to the grizzly bear and just starts eating the food and the tourists are like my my Grizzly bear ran off the wolf and the coyote and the bobcat and everything else that tried to come up there. Hey, tour guide. Why is he letting the skunk eat beside him? He said, Let me tell you something. The grizzly knows it ain't worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. One swipe, he could kill that skunk. One bite, he could break him in half. But in his mind, he knows. I'm the big bad dog here. There's some things in life. It ain't worth it. Let me tell you something. When this Bible said, avenge not thyself, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. You know what he was saying? There's some things that ain't worth it, my friend. You you may feel good by rah, rah, rah. It may make you feel tough chewing them out, but you're going to get something on you quiet in here now I don't want nothing on me (laughs) When you get something on you you can't get off that's the scary thing so when we start taking stuff into our own hands I've had people tell me you need to you need to tell them you need to chop their head off you need to you need to you need to, you need to read the Bible. You know what I figured out? I don't want a bunch of stuff on my ministry. And every time I walk by people, it's, it's pugnant. It's repulsive. It, my pastor is this tall, probably. He could probably beat up a lot of people. Do you know what you do? You could call him something? He'd say, "Well, I love you." You know you know what he taught me? He said, "Don't ever let anybody be able to put their finger on you." If a skunk has to sit beside you, not I didn't mean sit beside you. I meant <laughs> eat beside you.". <laughs> well, I, I don't know what kind of message this is. It's good though. Whatever it is. Praise God. I've watched people walk through life and they got so much stuff on them. Because they never learn how to just coexist. There was a man got mad one day. He said, I planted wheat and something happened tonight. Somebody must have snuck in and sowed a bunch of tares. Now I got I got weeds growing along with my wheat. What do I do? Should I just go rip it up? You know what Jesus said? No. Because if you do, you're probably gonna tear something good out. He said, if you just learn how to live in harmony, don't, don't, don't think, well, they're just getting by. They ain't getting by. The end of the world's coming, my friend. And the Reapers are coming, my friend. And they're gonna walk down the aisle and they're gonna pluck up what's right, and they're gonna bundle up what's wrong, and they're gonna tie it up and cast it into hellfire. And the boy. I feel like I feel like stomping the devil right now. Hey, you wanna be complete in God? Become, <laughs> come the grizzly. You, you you got the power. Ain't no doubt you got the power. Nobody's arguing. You, your your nails could kill somebody. You know what the power is? Is to be able to resist. That's what true power. is. That's what Jesus did. He could have called. How many angels? Ten thousand. These people spitting on him, slapping him, popping him. If anybody had a reason to bow up on somebody, that guy had a reason to bow up. What did he do, Father? Forgive them. They don't. Even, they're, they're just. They're simple. Is that what that means? They don't even know what they're doing. He was saying they're simple people. Where is he? I I feel like Jesus when he said, I have so many things I could say, but you just can't bear them at this moment. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Stand together with me. I want to be complete. I want to be complete. Tell you the biggest battle I had. It wasn't getting rid of all my old music and all my nicotine and all my old friends. That, that wasn't the hard part. I was kind of sick of all that anyway. You know what the hard part was? The hard part was Joel Moats. That was the hardest part. Even though I got the Holy Ghost, I still had a sin nature. You grow up with five brothers, it's kind of rough in the house sometimes. A little violent, a few ambulance trips, hangers in people's eyes, and knots on their heads. Amen. The hardest part is after I got the Holy Ghost. Somebody would say something. Somebody would do something. The hardest part was for me to be a grizzly and just sit there and ignore. Knowing I could open my mouth and I could rip them to shreds. And everything in me wanted to. I'll never forget one day in a situation like that, I was so mad. Amen. I've told this before. I don't think I'm just getting old. I am getting old. But I tell stuff again because the Holy Ghost wants me to. And I was so mad and I'll never forget. I'll tell you where I was on Oak Springs Lane in Sherwood, Arkansas, off French Mountain Road at the first curve. My phone rang and it was my big old tall grizzly pastor. He said, Brother Motes, I want to tell you something. If you let this bother you, you'll stop up your well. Just like I had to make a decision when I repented of my sins to get rid of all the garbage in my life. I had to make a decision right there in the truck that day. What kind of man am I going to be? What kind of grizzly am I going to be? The one that runs everything off. Or the one that knows if I'm going to make it to heaven, if I'm going to be complete, if I'm going to be like Christ, I I can't be myself. And I sat there in that truck and I cried a while and felt sorry for myself. But when I got through crying, I got up and I said, I am not going to be that man. I'm going to be the man that just sits there and minds my own business. Praise God. I got a phone call one day from a real sweet lady, and I'm through. But I got to tell one more story. This little lady, she prayed more than anybody I know prayed. Sister Betty Ollis. She called me one day. I was on Skyline Drive, and she said, Brother Maltz, your son has punched somebody in the mouth so hard that his tooth is coming out of his mouth. She said, I'm going to whoop, Darren, if that's all right with you. And, I, and in my spirit, I knew. I just knew I knew my son he would not just go jump on somebody and do that. And everything in me he <laughs> wanted to say, I promise you he didn't start that fight. But I thought if I do that and I teach my boy, you can question every authority in your life. He'll be questioning me next. I said, Sister Ollis, if you feel like he needs a whooping, you wear him out. Guess what? She wore him out. He come home. I said, what did you do? He said, Dad, there was this one boy picking on this other. And, and, and I told him, stop, quit picking on him. He bowed up in my face and said, you want some? And I just punched him, Dad. <laughs> I said, well, you got to paddle him for it. Yes, I, I did. You know what? I, I didn't put bitterness in his heart. I didn't put rebellion in his heart. I was just, just going to be this grizzly bear that just, God help me. God. Maybe I should have been preaching about mama bears. That would have been a better message. Mama bears. Mama bears, you better learn how to just sit there. Because what you're doing, you're teaching baby bear. How to chew everybody's head off. How to destroy everything that comes against them. And when they get big enough, they'll bow up on you. When they get big enough, when the cop stops them, they'll bow up on them. And they'll get an ADC number that says 196439. And I'll go preach to them in prison and I'll tell them, God sure is good. If you'll repent of your sins, I'll baptize You get the drift what I'm preaching about? God, help us to be complete. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah. We're going to have altar call right where you're at for five minutes and we're done. If you want to come pray, come pray. You don't have to. Amen. Let's just just receive the word of God right now in Jesus' name. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, just talk to God. God, I want to be right. God, complete me, God. I want to be complete in you, Lord. Oh, God. Let the Spirit of God work on me. Let it mold me. Let it shape me.